together growing in faith and changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today as we celebrate the exaltation of the cross, I would like us to focus on John chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. There are few things that I would like us to unpack. The first one, Jesus has a conversation with Nicodemus and he says to him, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must also be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. There are few things that I would like to unpack in that statement. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent, we heard that in our first reading in the book of Numbers. When the people got so tired and weary along the way and they were frustrated with themselves, with God, with Moses, they felt as if they were stuck. They were neither moving forward, neither were they regressing and they felt that they were just stuck in the wilderness and some of us may feel the same way we may feel stuck physically feel stuck and trapped in some space emotionally as well we may feel that we are entrapped that we are stuck psychologically we may feel that we are stuck as individuals we may feel that we are stuck as a family. We may feel that we are stuck as a community. Nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to make sense. All the things we have prayed for, all the things we have hoped for, seem not to come. How do you deal with that situation? How do you deal with yourself? How do you deal with realities where you are stuck and you are probably upset with God, with yourself, with your family, or with someone that you love. In the first reading, we hear that the people complain. They probably curse God and curse Moses and curse themselves. And they probably wanted to die because things were just not making sense. And the fiery serpents came along the way and they were beating them up. And I would like to give a definition or an explanation of these snakes that were coming in their midst, that were eating them up. And I want to give them a different interpretation and say, if you stay in a dark place for the longest of time, you are most likely to become poison to your own self because you're toxic. You can't see beyond this. You're filling your mind, your heart with anger, with hatred. You're filling yourself with that which does not give you life. 
And so you become your own worst enemy. No matter how much people want to help, they can hardly help you. Because you are not, I am not in the good space. I can be depressed for a day. But if my depression goes longer than a month, coming out of it needs more work. And so I'm looking at these people who've been sitting in this darkness and who've been lingering and they're feeding themselves of it that eventually they destroy themselves. It's like living with someone who's always negative. Being married to someone who's toxic. Eventually it rubs off unless you pull out and walk away. And so as they were going through that, as we may be going through that, what is it that the Lord proposes that Moses does? He says, make another serpent. Now, I'm always fascinated by this because he forces them to look at the reality. Look at that which seeks to destroy you. To face that which threatens life out of me. And we do these things in many different ways. Some of us need to go to therapy. Where we sit with someone and we talk about the issues that are overwhelming to us. Sometimes we need to go for counseling. Sometimes we need to go for confession. Sometimes we need to cry ourselves to sleep. But in one way or the other, we need to face that which destroys our lives. And so God forces them to face it, to look at it, to deal with it, so that they can be saved. There are many things in our lives that some of us just sweep under the carpet. Just ignore, hoping that they will change. Walk away, hoping we will be fine. You can take me out of the jungle, but you cannot take the jungle out of me. And so we carry the burden of the past because we refuse to deal with it. That's the first part. The second part of this for me is when he says, when the Son of Man is lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. 
Jesus gives meaning to suffering. I will draw all people to myself to redeem them, to heal them, and to save them. Suffering in itself is useless. Suffering has no meaning unless there is a lesson at the end of it. And Jesus gives us a greater meaning because he turns our suffering into redemption. The second point for me or the third point for me is for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. God is in love with you. Often we speak about my love for God. What I want to do to God. How I want to to bless God, to praise Him, to worship Him. And so often we forget that He loved us first. He still does. Despite everything. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son. You are loved beyond measure. You are cherished. Not because of what you've done. Not because of who you are. Not because of what you're capable of. You are loved because God is love. God is incapable of hating. He cannot hate. No amount of our sinfulness will stop him from loving us. No amount of our flaws will stop him from loving us. The fourth and the final point. Jesus, oh God, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But rather he sent his son in order that the world may be saved. Growing up, we were told that God is watching us. Growing up, we knew that God has a big black book where he writes all our mistakes and our flaws. That's a lie. God is not a policeman or a policewoman. God is not interested in your sins. Jesus Christ did not come into the world as a judge. He did not come into the world to condemn us. The only reason he came into the world was so that he saved us. And some of us, he needs to save us from ourselves. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.